a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. Yesterday on the program, you and I walked through uh, a, a letter, essentially, written by Mark Zuckerberg. It was published in USA Today, and in it, Mark Zuckerberg, head of Facebook, walked through a number of efforts his company is undertaking uh, to, to support voting. What he describes as the single most powerful expression of democracy. There are a number of uh, details included in this write-up. You and I walked through many of them yesterday, including in the second-to-last sentence, the second-to-last sentence of this write-up by Mark Zuckerberg. He says, so we're also introducing the ability to turn off seeing political ads. Now, if I'm honest, I got pretty fixated on that sentence right there. A fascinating development, fascinating announcement. But there is much more in what was written up yesterday by Mark Zuckerberg. And to help us understand much of that, plus the plus the option to turn off political ads, I've invited onto the program Lori Moylan, who is the public policy manager at Facebook. She joins me now. Lori, thank you for coming on the program. Of course. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Uh, I apologize. There were some scheduling issues. We had hoped to have a conversation yesterday, but the governor and the other leaders at the state level had themselves a press conference that went a little bit longer than I anticipated. But we're here together now chatting. And let me just ask you, what's the what's the one singular message hoping to be communicated by uh, Mr. Zuckerberg in this write up? Sure. Um, so at Facebook, we're really excited um, about the opportunity the 2020 election gives us to help provide all of our users with you know, accurate, up-to-date information um, so that they can make their voice heard in what's you know, an incredibly important election. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're excited and we hope that our users like our new tools. Talk to me about some of those new tools. Sure. So our, we're going to launch a voting information center this summer. Um, it will have uh, the most up-to-date information um, about sort of where you can vote, how to register to vote, the process. I know that with, you know, coronavirus happening this year, there's going to be, you know, potentially changes that states are making to the voting process. Although my understanding is, is Utah already sets the bar for, for vote by mail. Um, so maybe it'll be. Um, That's right. That's right. We're excellent to, here. To make these adjustments. Um, but we're really excited to be able to, you know, provide our users with the most up-to-date information about when and how to vote, um, to encourage them to register to vote, encourage their friends to vote. Um, it'll hopefully be, you know, a really handy resource in a time where I know people will be looking for the most accurate information given all the circumstances. Sure. So speaking about uh, of accurate information, the information you're referring to right here, the information that Facebook has taken upon itself a responsibility to communicate as, as widely and accurately as possible has to do with the mechanics of voting, the where to show up, uh, what are the dates, what paperwork do you need to bring along with you to make sure that your vote is cast, not necessarily uh, the, the information delivered by candidates. Right. So this information will be, you know, guidance on registration, how to request your absentee ballot, things like that, things that we can work with state election officials to make sure that we're, we're providing the right things to people who are looking. 
I see. Now talk to me about uh, the integrity of the vote itself. This was one of the big points mentioned by uh, Mark Zuckerberg in this USA Today write-up, talking about the responsibility which Facebook also uh, bears to protect the integrity of the vote itself. Yeah, so, you know, one of the things we're keenly aware of coming out of 2016 and, uh, you know, Russian efforts to, you know, use Facebook ads to influence the outcome of the election is that, you know, we have to be ever vigilant about the content that's going on our platform and making sure that it's authentic, making sure that it's accurate. Um, And we know that, you know, 2016 was sort of just the beginning for all of this. We make monthly announcements about the the takedowns that we do for what we term coordinated and authentic behavior. So whether it's state or non-state actors, you know, trying to act maliciously on our platform. And we're also aware, frankly, that just, again, because of things like coronavirus, the, the risk is always there that people inadvertently publish misinformation. You know, you might be trying to share something that, you know, you've heard from a friend or family member, and it might not actually be the most up-to-date thing. And so we know that, you know, it's really important to be vigilant about what types of information go up with relation to voting because, you know, it's a responsibility we take incredibly seriously. And it's, you know, it's not acceptable for someone to lose the opportunity to exercise their voice because of the information they saw on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, and then this write-up moves on to, to a next another area uh, where it essentially talks about free expression and how that is part of this messy process of democracy. I am certain that Mr. Zuckerberg is not wasting words here. And so when he says messy process of democracy, that leaves some space for, you know, maybe misleading information uh, or maybe it's very offensive information to be presented by candidates. What, what has Facebook done in response to that? Yeah, so our approach to misinformation, um, and we, we approach it in a couple of different ways. You know, one of the things that, I mean, I think obviously is, has been in the news is Facebook's approach to misinformation when it comes directly from candidates or politicians, um, in which case, you know, if if the, now if a candidate or politician, I should be clear, were to post something wrong, directly wrong about voting, if your, you know, local elected was to directly publish something that would misinform you about how to vote, we would take that down. But otherwise, the sorts of claims that, that politicians make in the normal course of running for office are, are frequently disputed. And it's, we think, important for voters to be able to see what the people who they're going to cast their votes for are saying so that they can make an informed decision. Marcus frequently said that, you know, politician speech, particularly in America, where we have a, you know, a, um, a robust media, right? Um, the speech is the most scrutinized speech in the world. And so it's important for our users to know what politicians are, are thinking and saying. When it comes to some of the, the other things um, that get tossed around during an election season, you know, social and political issue ads that come from different types of groups, those are available to be fact-checked. Um, those are fact-checked by our third-party independent fact-checking partners. And if they're found to be false by those partners, we don't remove them. We do reduce the amount that they're seen in newsfeed, mm. and we mark them with a label that says, you know, this was found to be false or partly false and gives you a link to the fact-check so that you can understand why. Um, but we do recognize that Facebook, as you, as you noted in, in Mark's comments, that people, at the end of the day, there's going to be stuff in, in this space that people don't agree on. Um, and that is part of the messiness of democracy yeah. um, and part of why we, we're so focused on to, in the places that you can control where we definitely know 
what the facts on the ground are, especially around voting, making sure that our, our, our users get that information. All right. We have just a minute left, and I want to ask you about the second-to-last sentence in this write-up by uh, Mark Zuckerberg saying that we are also introducing the ability to turn off seeing political ads. W- what's that going to look like? Sure. So you'll be able to go into your ad preferences, and there's a section in there for ad topics, and you'll be able to turn off um, any ads that have the the political, social, or issue label that we put on political ads at the time when they were on the platform. Um, so that should re- um, remove the political ads from your newsfeed if you're, you know, getting feeling a little bit worn out maybe by the heatedness of the election cycle and wanting to take a little bit of a break, at least from the ads. Um, and if for some reason you still see an ad that you think should be labeled but shouldn't, isn't, you're able to report that directly on the ad so that we can take a look at it and make sure we've done our jobs right. Lori Moylan, thank you so much. Public Policy Manager at Facebook explaining uh, some of the new features available on Facebook, including your ability as a user to turn off political ads. It's fascinating stuff, interesting developments on this front. Lori, again, thank you for your time. Thank you. Y'all have a good one. All righty. We're going to take a quick break right now. Yesterday, as you remember, we talked about this at great length, and I asked for some of your reactions. Well, you were kind enough to share a few moments and send us some voicemails. I want to air those for you next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We had a, a Facebook big shot on the program a moment ago. How about that, huh? We learned a little bit about what they are doing, what Facebook is doing, what has been announced by Mark Zuckerberg via USA Today just yesterday. A, l- a lot of stuff, uh, public service type functionality. Facebook says it's going to help you make sure you have all of the latest up-to-date information on where to vote, how to vote, making sure that you are showing up with the right documentation and identification, this and that. That's all wonderful and good. Very nice. I'm happy to hear that. Uh, also. If I'm honest, I'm happy to hear about this new option being made available to Facebook users. I I really, really like Facebook. I like I like how I am able to touch base with friends of mine. I'm able to catch up with friends from high school, such like that. I'm also able to... Uh, you know, mourn with friends and family members when tragedies are revealed via Facebook or when a friend of mine from years and years ago just yesterday posted that uh, the MRI results came back and uh, the tumor is going to need to be removed. Yeah, that's that's a real thing that happened yesterday. I learned about it via Facebook. And I was able to uh, reach out, give that friend of mine a call and say, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm thinking about you. I I wish the best. I'm hoping and praying for you and your family. Without Facebook, I I don't know that. Now, with that said, what do you think about Facebook? What do you think about Facebook as a deliverer of political information? You might not be into that. And Facebook has made it known that pretty soon you are going to have the ability to turn off all political advertisements. Maybe focus a little bit more on using Facebook as a tool to keep up with your friends and family. Yesterday, uh, I walked through all of this, and I gave out the number for voicemails, and many of you were kind enough to, to, give up, uh, to give a call and share some of your thoughts, specifically responding to the question, would you turn off political ads? Here's the first that came in. I would love it. That would be great. In fact, I'd like to also be able to shut off any advertising that they do that follows my purchasing because I've usually made the purchase 
way before all these ads come out, and I get 30, 40, 50 ads coming out for a uh, balloon game that I already bought three weeks ago. Anyway, thanks. We heard from that gentleman yesterday, and I got a chuckle, wondering which balloon game he's referring to. I'm still wondering. Don't know. <laughs> but hopefully over these past three weeks since he's purchased that balloon game, uh, he's enjoyed himself. But uh, the point there, he says that he would, if given the option, uh, turn off those political ads, and pretty soon that option will be available to him. I, I, I'm not yet sure what I'll do. I'm not yet sure. I, I think probably because I'm in the news-gathering business, you know, much of these conversations that you and I have each day are so rooted in uh, politics and the current events, I kind of need to have those ads flowing through my Facebook news feed just to get a sense of uh, what the different candidates are pushing, what messages they'd like to communicate, uh, at least via their paid advertisement. So I I think in my unique circumstance, uh, working in media as I do, I'll leave it on. But otherwise, I don't think if uh, I were, uh, I don't think if I had a, a different job where I wasn't so uh, responsible for knowing this type of stuff. I'm not sure that I would leave them on. I think I would sit down. I would do some sort of concerted uh, research. I would learn about the candidates. I may attend uh, some town halls and such like that, and it would be based on uh, that research. I would make my, my voting decisions. Anyway, uh, another voicemail came in yesterday from a woman questioning how it would work. If you could not hear an ad, if you didn't want to, why would they put ads on those Places. How, why would you pay for ads that people could turn off? Uh, and why, why can't we do that with radio stations or TV stations? When the ads come up, we want to turn them off. I don't, I don't understand the point of it. I see. So she questions the business model there. If uh, politicians know that the users on the platform where they are purchasing these advertisements have the ability to switch off the advertisement, what's going to lead them to... Uh, to, to make that purchase, and I don't know. I guess they're banking on uh, maybe many individuals not knowing that it is an option or many who do, in fact, rely on Facebook and their Facebook news feed to deliver these types of advertisements and these types of uh, specifically campaign advertisements. Final uh, voicemail I received comes from a man who's glad Facebook will not be deciding what stays and what goes. Well, I'm glad that it sounds like maybe uh, Facebook is realizing that they don't want to be the arbiter of truth. Uh, when AOC was questioning Zuckerberg last year on, on uh, whether the, uh, Facebook would take down misinformation posts, uh, I, had I been him, I would have said, so do you want to be the censor or do you want me to be the censor? Who decides what is false information? I would have questioned her that way, and of course he didn't. He kind of knuckled under, but... The bottom line is, I don't think that Facebook is a great discerner of truth. And uh, I think that that's something that we as, as individuals need to be able to look at and decide. And if people are going to get their information and believe it, whatever, they need to, they need to have that opportunity, not, to, not some censorship by Facebook or somebody else. 100%. Absolutely. I could not have said it any better. And you've heard me from really the first episodes of this program, all the way back in December when I started. I have been beating this drum that you and I bear a special responsibility. As we live in the type of nation in which we live, this type of uh, representative democracy where we have uh, so many freedoms, those freedoms enumerated in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, uh, there, is a, there is a cost that you and I pay for that. And it is that we bear the responsibility of, uh, you know, casting 
well-thought-out votes. Yeah, you and I bear the responsibility uh, of the vote. It is more than just a privilege. It is, uh, it is a burden and a responsibility, and we must take it seriously. And we must, for our own selves, discern what is right and wrong. Just like that man there communicated. We shouldn't outsource our responsibility to organizations like Facebook or even the news media. I mean, except for this program. You should, you should trust us 100%. Yeah, absolutely. No, we bear a responsibility to inform our votes. Anyway, I'll get off that horse for a second and share with you a few of the text messages that came in. And you know what? I'm still curious what you think. If you're listening to this conversation, if you heard me chatting with that policy manager from Facebook and you've got some thoughts on that, I'd love to hear from you. 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. 57500. Some of the texts we've already received answering this question uh, of, again, would you turn off political ads on Facebook or Instagram? First one to come in says, no, I will not be turning it off. The slope is so slippery. Interesting. Uh, next one to come through, not only would I turn off Facebook, uh, I may turn them off elsewhere. All right, very good. Uh, next up, uh, get rid of unsolicited political ads, question mark, in a heartbeat. Hmm, interesting. I, I wonder if uh, if that word unsolicited is intentional. I wonder if they would, if that texture there would uh, in some way reach out and solicit them. I mean, I don't know. Uh, but they use the word unsolicited to, to qualify the types of political ads they'd get rid of. Interesting. Uh, next up, texter responds this way, yes. I will opt out of political ads. Wahoo! I'd point out there are two exclamation points there. Final comment, very succinct. Ads off, definitely. All right. That's going to do it. We have spent a lot of time on this Facebook issue. We're going to move on in the next segment to another conversation which had to be postponed due to that long press conference of yesterday. We, as you know, on this program have dedicated time to uh, various offices, various uh, candidates in various races which are taking place in Utah right now. And what we're going to do in the next segment is we're going to be speaking with someone, a, a name, in fact, that you recognize, uh, Jay McFarland, Jay Mack. Uh, he's running for Congress in Utah's 4th Congressional District, and he'll be my guest next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.